For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Okay, so we are glad you are with us today. Anna Crafty Pierce is co-hosting with me today, and we are pondering some really great stuff in our hearts. And our our episode today is on a really special topic. We've been doing a series on how to help your kids read. So there is tons of stuff on my website about that right now. Today, we're going to be talking about maps and signs and, and how you can use those to make uh, reading more fun for your kids. So I'm just excited Anna's with me because she is an artist and a teacher. And um, so she always brings great stuff to the episode. Anna, welcome. Glad to be here. I am bubbling over. I can't even decide which thing I want to talk about first. I love maps. And (laughs) I absolutely think that they are more fun to read than other things. Because inevitably, maps have monsters and treasure at the end. Like, they're they're so exciting. (laughs) Okay, that reminds me. I'm going to have a story. Usually, you tell stories that surprise me, and I'm, like, biting my fingernails. But this is such a great story. I have this art on my wall. I don't have the old one. I have the second version of this art. But the, it's I need a beautiful, to find the old one. I know what you're about to tell. <laughs> I know. You do need to find it. It's probably in one of our storage boxes with all the posters and art camp stuff we've done over the years. But one night, Anna's working on this beautiful map. And she put, it, it was so gorgeous. It was the United States. And it had like little sea monsters. It was a very traditional style of map, like the old cartographic grapher I don't even know how to say the word but the the guys that used to make charts in in the middle ages it was like that you know from the 16 and 1700s had influenced her decision on how she was going to make this map and it was beautiful and it's sea monsters and you know dragons all kinds of stuff on it she got it all done and we were so impressed I didn't even notice at first and then next thing you know we all it dawned on us all at once she had traced it from another drawing, and Florida was on the left. <laughs> the whole thing was backwards. It was all mirror image. Not the words, just the continent. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? But I'm super good at, at spatial reasoning. I could near image anything. It's just that time I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of my favorite oh. uh one but I did it all over again, and, and you have, and I was like, was I late high school? I think I was late high school. I was way old enough that I should have noticed or thought to check. Oh, I've been misspelling things for so long. You thought I would have had that habit already. No, it's just the way you read. You read backwards sometimes, and, and you're so good at flipping things. It's a gift, and also, I guess, in that case, a curse. So she was so discouraged by that, but then immediately she started to make a new map, 
And and it was beautiful. It, I think the second one was even more gorgeous because she'd already practiced all the drawing and all the special little uh, little things that she built into the into the artwork. And so when she finished it, of course, we framed it and hung it on the wall. And this is the the final part of that story. My son, our son, is so huge. One day when he was a teenager, he was kind of like a big puppy. He hadn't really adjusted to his height and shoulder width. And he came around that corner and knocked that thing right off the wall. <laughs> so the glass just shattered. So I took it back, had it framed in plexiglass, and then we screwed it into the wall so that would never happen again. And it's still there. I guess we'll, if the house, if they ever tear down the house, that picture will still be on the wall. I didn't wonder it, why it ended up with screws. That, oh, you noticed <laughs> that. That's why he 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 just happened to jump at just the right moment and that popped off the wall. So that's pretty funny. Okay, so let's. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to maps and signs. I'm just going to run through a few things, but one thing I wanted to be sure we talk about is being moderate today. We we have already. If you've missed this, you may want to go back and find it. We have better definitions of what it means to be conservative. And we have better, truer, I believe, definitions of what it means to be liberal. And today I want to talk a little bit about what it means to be moderate. And I think that fits really well in this idea of maps and signs. Because maps can be a way of mapping out your life, like a timeline. A sign is like a billboard. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about what those two things can mean, like a sign and a map. But I also want to talk about being moderate. Moderate means... The lifelong process of learning to judiciously take into account others' perspectives without compromising personal conviction. That's what it means to be moderate. You can take into other people's into account other people's perspectives judiciously and still maintain your own sense of integrity. So I love that definition. I hope that if you're listening, you are listening. I hope as you listen, that is a blessing to you. And please don't forget, we have liberal and conservative also defined in ways that are better, I think, more true and make conversations easier when you find yourself in a, an awful conversation. These definitions will help you navigate that conversation. Okay, so Anna, do you want a Bible verse or a quote, or do you just want to talk about maps some more? I know you love. Okay, tell us. I want to talk about maps. Okay, I knew you would. So in your experience with kids, especially in the art room, but in life in general, how do maps teach children to process information in a way that makes reading more fun for them? Specifically more fun? I'm not sure. I know I engage with maps they are innately fun to me because they're like a puzzle and I love puzzles. You have to figure out how all the things relate spatially together. And some maps like the medieval or not the medieval, the the Renaissance maaps, the early maps that we have, sometimes they're proportionally off, but you can still use them to figure out where you're going and where you are because, you know, you follow a coastline and the mileage might not be quite right or accurately recorded, but you know what's coming next because it's pictured on the map. I love that. And I remember some of the first maps that we made as children. And as you as you figure out spatial reasoning, you can make the relationships between the proportions more accurate, and you can learn how to do that as you go. But we used to make maps of each other's houses in the neighborhood, and we would use them to plot 
how we were going to get from our kitchen to the neighbor's kitchen without getting caught by any of the parents or to sneak up on one of our friends or, you know, whatever, whatever game was going on in our head to fight the villains with our superpowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love we mark everything or we'd rename everything. And, you know, somebody's, I don't know, random example, somebody's pond might be the volcano, right? <laughs> on our map. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Like, why not? So I, I, to me, there's a lot, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, but for me, there's a lot of spatial reasoning involved in, in reading and it's highly visual. I know there's an audio component. I'm not as good at that. Um, but the spatial part of it and, and the idea of how you, whether you're drawing a human or you're drawing a flower or you're drawing a map, all of that to me is very related the way you form letters and, and interpret them. Also symbols, like on a sign you were talking about as we're going down yeah. the highway, my, my children have started to recognize what the different signs mean. And that's its own yes. form of language and reading, interpreting those as we go down the highway, making their what? own symbols. Jason wants to make um, a family crest for us. So oh. we'll have to talk about symbolism and what all the different oh. symbols mean so he can make a family crest. I love which is it. Fun. And to, to me, it's related to maps because, of course, that family crest will probably end up in a map at some point. And we'll need the we'll need the a bunny to be on the map because Anna's oh, yeah. daughter is the bunny mama now. She has a baby bunny, and it is the cutest thing seeing those two together. She's very protective of her soft, sweet little bunny. She's a good bunny mama. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about. Um, you know, you mentioned symbols, and I think for me, I just want to throw this in. As a child, I had a hard time learning to read. I love it now, but that first uh, kindergarten and first grade, I remember telling my teacher I would never learn to read. It was not going to be part of my life. <laughs> my first grade teacher looked down at me and said, oh, yeah, you will learn to read. <laughs> so she was right. I was wrong. It was not the last time I was wrong, but pretty one of the biggest moments of wrongness in my life was probably that. One of them, one of many. But anyway, as a kid, I remember thinking that the symbols made more sense to me because they were representative of something I could relate to. Whereas the letters, they are symbols also, but I could not seem to make the connection between a letter Mom, and a sound. Yeah, I've got two minutes. Part. Uh -huh. It's why I struggle with spelling is because the connection between the letter, I think it's why you having us read out loud all those years was so important. The letter and the sound are hard for me. Ah, that's interesting. Well, the symbol is kind of nice. Like we get a heart now, and that often means love. Even in sentences on signs and messages now, you get a heart at me, it, symbol. It's a sight word for love, essentially. So that's a great example. Once you learn the symbol, you know what it is. But with, with sounds and symbols, sometimes that's very hard for children. If your child is struggling with that, then Anna and I want to suggest that you pull out some maps and just play with them. You can cut them up. You can paste them back together. You can make shapes out of the maps. You I can even create suggest, letters. I strongly suggest you make a treasure hunt and you mark your yeah. couch and you mark your kitchen and you put a little dotted trail and let your kids see if they can figure that map out to find the treasure. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to go to break here in just about a minute. When we come back, I want to talk more about mapping out life 
and maps is setting the course of your life and also about signs and some of the way we read signs and what signs can mean in the future. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because I think it's really important for us to get expand our own thinking about how we read. Now you can find we've done a whole series on reading and learning and being designed by God, what that means for our character and how you recognize good character in your kids when they're misbehaving but you can find all that at kathy crafty k-r-a-f as in frank v as in victor e as in edward.com where we speak truth with a texas twang and we're going to go to break but you stay with us because we're going to be talking a lot more about signs when we get back we don't want to miss a moment at fireside talk radio so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts more truth with a texas twang when we return y'all to see my blue-eyed sally she lives way down on shimbone alley the number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over it's a grocery store Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations, life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. 
want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. on shrimp and catfish and mammy's good gumbo. I got that rambling Hey, this is Kathy and Anna, and we, we're welcoming you back, and we're talking about maps and signs as a way to teach your children, especially if you have a, a kid, well, either way, if you have a child that's reluctant to read, pulling out some maps and playing with them, walking around the neighborhood, walking around the house on scavenger hunts, cutting up old maps. My kids love it. I mean, my grandkids love to cut up the maps their grandfather has from the oil business that are just different. They're like layers of the earth or whatever, contour maps, they call them. So there's all kinds of maps you can get and play with, and you can get them anywhere. Like you can find them on the free stuff at the Chamber of Commerce with or any of the hotels have maps of the area. So don't forget that you can get those for free and play with them. And then the other thing I want to talk about is a sign. And, and so I'm going to do that in a minute on, I think I'll go with a Bible verse if that's okay with you. Perfect. And then I want to talk a little about cardinal directions. Yes, that's perfect. Let's do that. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. When I was thinking about this episode and what it means to let a map show us the way, then I started thinking, well, what does it mean to map out your life? I mean, we really want to do that, don't we? We want to tell God, this is my plan. Please, please help me with this. (laughs) Yeah. I do that all the time. I know. But I was was also thinking about signs, and and Jesus actually said— So Jesus of Nazareth, this is from uh, Acts. Jesus of Nazareth was a a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. So, and then he goes on to say what some of the signs were, like God raised him from the dead and um, some of that stuff. So pretty big deal, right? But even some of the smaller things that he did before that, they're just this manifestation of his life. That was a sign that he was connected with God, his father. He was one with God, his father. So I wanted to talk a little bit about signs in that way. Anna, I know you have a, a cardinal so have a tip story. To me, this all relates because as we look to God yeah. for d- direction in our life, and then we look for ways that we can reflect his truth and his glory, then, then that becomes a sign of who God is. It's like a billboard. We take out a billboard that says, as as weak and sinful as I am, God is great. He is and the worthy. More, the more you practice that, what you're talking about, the more you you your heart, the more easily your heart trusts and has faith in the next moment, in the next turn in the road. So, so true. I, I want to tell the story about cardinal signs because yeah, let's hear it. Reading. And that if you, that maps and, and if you do like clues to a treasure hunt where you do the, you know, go to the mailbox and the kids yeah. read that in order to get the next clue. Okay. So in this case, my children, my son is trying to figure out about driving because he knows he wants to drive someday. And yeah. so he's noticing all the parts of the car and he notices on the rear view mirror as he's starting to learn his letters that there's a letter and the letter changes. 
And he's like, Mom, what's the N on the beer? Now it's an S. What is that? And so I explained to him about cardinal directions, that there's north and south and they're opposites. And he's like, okay. And he's looking at it. He's looking at it. And eventually, you know, his little brain, he connects. Mm, mm, North. Ah, when it says N, N makes N, that's north. When it says N, it's north. So he starts figuring it out and noticing when it, when we turn, it changes. And ours does north, you know, northeast. It does all the in-betweens as well. So that helps him a lot. But one day I got, I insisted, because he loves compasses and flashlights and all the little things that you can mess with with your hands. He has a number of little pocket tools that he can open and close. So we got whichever one of those had a compass on it because a compass has an arrow. Yeah, I'm like the car, the hood of the car is the arrow, essentially, on my car compass. But so in his little hand, I said, you have to point the arrow in the direction you're going. If you point the arrow in in any other direction besides the direction you're facing, it will not do you any good. (laughs) So confusing. Point the arrow in the direction you're going, and then whichever letter crosses that arrow, that's the cardinal direction. And you'll be able to take a map and figure out where you're going. So we've been playing with that. It's really sweet. But well, in, that, him sounding it out north starts with an N. Oh, I know you're so proud of him. That is so thrilling, isn't it? When your kids begin to sound out and connect the words with the symbol of that well, letter. It's such a confidence to know where you yeah. are and to know you you are learning how to figure out where you are so you're not lost. If you can read, if you can read symbols, if you can read signs, if you can read cardinal directions, you don't have to be lost. Okay, I love this from St. Augustine. Who can map out the various forces at play in one's soul? Man is a great depth, O Lord. The hairs of his head are easier by far to count than his feeling the movements of his heart. St. Augustine, isn't that beautiful? The idea of mapping out the various forces at play in our own souls. Oh, my goodness. And then I love to, I'm going to read you two more. Because we're talking about being moderate, too. I don't want to forget to moderate yourself. That means to be more objective and um, judicious and careful. You know, when we plan a car trip, we don't just go about it willy-nilly. We make plans. We make sure we have gas. We might have a map. At least we put the address in our Google, on our Google Maps, you know. And we might note how long it's going to take us to get there. I mean, we have some plans. And so I really love that to be moderate means that you're careful, you respect other people's perspectives, you commit to your own integrity, and then you move ahead. So um, that's what it means to be moderate. So real liberty is neither found in despotism or the extremes of democracy, but in moderate governments. That was from Alexander Hamilton, a moderate government. I'm trying to remember what that was like. Okay, and here's one. This I can't wait to hit, tell you who this is from. You'll be surprised that I quoted this person. Map out your future, but do it in pencil. The road ahead is as long as you make it. Make it worth the trip. That's from. Can I, I guess? Can, oh, sure. See oh, if you can guess. guess. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I, that sounds like Dr. Seuss. Oh, that's a good one. No, it's it's somebody I can't pronounce his name even. John Bon Jovi. He's an oh. artist, like a musician. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, a creative soul like Seuss. They were both creative souls. <laughs> I mean, just his name, John Bon Jovi. He's a he's Good some job, kind Mom. Of musician, and I think that's pretty hip for me to even know his like have his quote on my show. I have no idea what his music is like, so I apologize you're, if I. You're very 
very modern of you. <laughs> I, know. I think that was very modern of me to put someone on here that might be kind of a crazy singer. I don't, I have no idea. He might be really moderate himself. What do I know? Okay. But I just thought his quote was very smart. Okay. So we've talked about mapping and we've talked about signs. We talked a little bit about mapping our future and being careful to realize that even though we can lay our plans, sometimes God preempts us and we end up taking a little sidetrack, you know, like a detour. And that's OK. We, I liked what you said. Sometimes we have to trust God to, to get us back to our point uh, where we need to be. And then I also love what you said about your son learning to trust the compass and look for north and recognize the letters in that even that. That whole idea that your son has got this vision for his future that involves read. Um, driving and that he's already using reading to begin to uh, make the connection there. Okay. And so I want to talk a little bit about, can I add, just throw in one more thing, please. I think we just have a few minutes left, so this will be quick, but there is a challenge when we start saying that we want our lives to be a sign that God exists and um, we're teaching our kids, of course, as we drive by to read billboards and find words and colors. I mean, the grandkids just love to play uh, I Spy. You know, they, they see a, word, a color on a billboard and they'll call it out. So we're teaching them to observe signs. Like you said, your kids are beginning to even recognize the symbols that our state's government and federal government put on signs. But uh, there's this other thing where we want to be a sign that God exists and that he is good. And so we want to we want that to be in our lives. So I want to talk a little bit about the difference be between pretending to be committed to that and actually uh, what it looks like to be moderate so that you're not overdoing <laughs> your witness, you know, like I don't know how to explain it any better than mm. that. Just the pretension versus that um, moderation and, oh, we're going to have two minutes left. Can you believe it? Can you answer so your idea? But you <laughs> like the question you're putting out into the world is how do you have a faith that where when people look at your life, they see you as a sign of real, true, live faith yes. rather than a, an over the top facade of faith or an empty black hole of, of no faith, nothing. Yeah. You want to be a sign of faith that's alive. What does that look like? I think and it, how I, do you make that? I think it's in yeah. this definition of moderation that is the process of learning to judiciously take into account others' perspectives without compromising personal conviction. We are down to a minute. I'm going to have to close off this show. Anna, we could talk all day. I love it when you come on the show. It makes me so happy to be your mother. I'm really proud of you. You're so uh, kind. You know what you just did? And it's in your definition. You honored the fact that I too am created in God's image, oh, even though I'm different. I love the way you are. Okay. So, and, and that is very true life faith. <laughs> so this is truth with a Texas twang and you can find more on Kathy Crafty, K R A F is in Frank V is in Victor E is in Edward.com. We want to thank you for joining us today. Anna and I do this because we love you. We imagine you with your beautiful little children being very successful. Oh, no. 
you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh,